Welcome to the podcast about nothing. I don't know what's going on here. We are passionately unhinged. Sister flies out of Philly whenever she goes somewhere. It's like an hour and not even a lot, if that. It's more the principle of the matter. <laughs> That's fair. But zero commercial airports. Even like little tiny places in, in the middle of nowhere have tiny little commercial airports. Is like, Delaware the smallest footprint? No, Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah. And what do they have, Providence Airport or something? Even like those, like like uh, Alabama and Mississippi managed to build airports. Well, and what's the one up by you, Plattsburgh? Like I wouldn't have, would that count? Is that a commercial airport? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. You, Not only that, that's an international airport. Really? Yeah. Well, well yeah, from Canada. Interesting. I'm not saying it has to be much, but like a room with a door and a <laughs> metal detector and a, a little paper airplane can pull up there and they can board some people and some stuff and send them on their way. One of uh, my business relationships, new ones that we, that we work a lot with, they're up in Canada. And it's tough selling with them because they're too nice. Like, that's not a joke. They're just like not aggressive enough. Um, like we make jokes about it to them, like we've you know that kind of relationship, but they're just like soft and too nice. It's a different type of lifestyle. I think everybody's nicer because it's freezing all the time. I mean, they probably live longer, and I have no. I can just imagine that there's just a lot less conflict up there, a lot less stress. No, because pe- people in the Northeast are assholes and it's freezing all the time. Yeah, but there's like so many of them. I just think of like Bills Mafia, like that, and like and like every Patriots fan. Yeah, but Bills, the Patriots fans, yes, Bills Mafia. They're not necessarily mean; they're just insane. Yeah, just a. No one hears about the Bills particularly being Jolly mean. Bunch. I'd even say. I mean, yeah, they don't make you <laughs> jump off of a of a of a of a yeah. RV onto a burning. They just want to make sure that if you're watching one of them, you have a beer and a hot dog. Those kind of people. I mean, maybe they are mean. I don't know. I'm just saying you don't hear those kinds of stories about them. You just hear about them doing crazy stuff to themselves. Well, you know, you know that video of the kid that stood in line for the fry, the Chick Fil A free sandwich the first time it opened. They interview him and they're like, "Why are you out here overnight?" And he's like, "Well, it's a free chicken sandwich, and I like fried chicken." I feel like all of them. That's just their demeanor for all things. I'll stand out in the freezing cold for eight hours. I like fried chicken. And what else do they have to do? Although this is the place that invented the buffalo wing. Like that's not the easiest thing to make. Is that, is that, that's not bullshit. That's like for real. It's from there. Where's the place that had the first ones ever? Duff, Duff bar. Wild. How did he stumble on them? It's not like easy. I don't know the story. Interesting. 
I'll tell you, it's a lot more impressive than making a cheesesteak, though. Think so? Yeah. Do you like wings or cheesesteaks more? It's not about what I like more. Like, that's irrelevant. I'm saying a cheesesteak is objectively easier to make than a buffalo wing. I think you're probably right. In terms of inventing, the inventing inertia is higher. It's also like it's easier to produce a quality cheesesteak than a quality buffalo wing. I'll still tell you this. I don't know about which one I like more. I'd have to think about that. I will order cheesesteaks from a broader variety of places than I would order buffalo wings from. Well, I think that sort of goes, hmm, to, to make this all about fantasy football, it's a floor-ceiling argument, I think. Like, the best buffalo wing you're going to eat, I think, is better than the best cheesesteak. But you can get some really shitty wings. And, like, a cheesesteak's still a cheesesteak. That's what I'm saying. It's easy to produce a decent cheesesteak. Yeah. Easy to produce a pretty good cheesesteak. I, last cheesesteak I had for real was at some place in Philly. I don't even remember which. Wow, wow. Jim's, uh, well, there's like 40 of them, right? It might have been Jim's. Wawa. No, not Wawa. The first time I went up there when I went to visit, um, could you imagine, like, the other school that I was thinking about going to was St. John's, which is just the funniest, just, like, the funniest of all time. So after we went up there, my mom's like, well, we got to go get steaks. So we went to Pat's first. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to eat only this. You walk across the street and you don't get a whole one there. Let me pass Tony Luke's on the way out. So I had three cheesesteaks that day. I was sick the following. I was only like 18, too. It's not like I was. That's, well, you got to be 18 to do that. It was, I was a little. I will say this. I've gotten a number of cheesesteaks at South Street Steaks in Bethesda, Maryland, and they are damn good. I love a good cheesesteak. No, no places for them up here. This is where food creativity goes to die. Yeah, I'm sure there's a chain in, in Columbia, Maryland that makes a quality cheesesteak. Arby's, maybe. We have them. Uh, um, I was thinking about this with Katie the other day. Do you have a jingle that's a commercial jingle that is so stuck in your head that for years, sometimes you just sort of remember or say out loud or something? Not out loud, but that JD, the JG Wentworth, you know, 877 cash now, like that one, like <laughs> Oh, what about cars for kids? Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. That is the, I hate them. Why not? They make me hate cars and kids. Isn't that, isn't that the song in the good place? Do you hey, watch that show? Hey, hey. Yeah. Probably. Great show, by the way. The other one that comes to mind is, and this is a, a regional one, but Abby Stern Motors. Yeah. New in a car today. Um, yeah, those are the cars for kids. JG Wentworth was mine. One, though. Cars for kids. You could just say that to anybody. I bet like 70% of the population could recite the song if you just said cars for kids to them. And then would break out into the song. Not like. Now I'm thinking about it all fucking night. <laughs> Why do you think that is? <laughs> Because they, they did a good job making a hyper-catchy jingle, and then they spammed us with it. And not that long ago in all of our lives, we had to listen to commercials. Whether it was the radio or TV, you just watched a lot of commercials in the course of day-to-day -day life because you kind of had to. Not had to, but like if you were watching TV or listening to the radio, what you were going to do because playing your iPod, which didn't exist, wasn't so easy in your car, you were going to hear commercials. 
And so this shit just gets ingrained into you. Dude, I remember the day that I got one of those tape to USBs for my high school car. And it was the greatest invention of all time. They always worked. Sound was great. Now, now that we've made the full jump to Bluetooth, things are good. But like, even in that cord era, it could get a little dicey depending on how good your cord was, the connection. That tape to USB was, or the tape to headphone was impeccable. Absolutely impeccable. Yeah. How do you, in hindsight, like that doesn't even make sense how that thing worked. I know. It I, I, when it stopped working and when I was selling my car, I was like, well, I won't need this anymore. So I tried to take it apart and it still didn't make sense. I mean, it probably does if we did like 10 minutes of research, but I just choose to, in this case, say it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Can't. Can't make sense. Speaking of things, like your high school car was held together by legitimate, not even duct tape, it was held together by scotch tape and toothpicks. It was a great car and then I treated it like shit. And then also... Um, Volkswagens just sort of like die. They pick a day. They don't tell you when. That just is the day. It could be seven years. It could be 11 years. It could be four years. They just pick a day and then no longer work. Mine. Do you, do you remember what it was that that the reason why it went all the time? I figured the engine just stopped, just left. The exhaust pipe where it meets the bottom of the engine underneath the driver's seat just like was not attached. And so like the, the pole bounced and the exhaust had nowhere to go appropriately. I just remember like it would sometimes do things and sometimes not. So if you put it in reverse, it might go in reverse or it might do something else. If you push the gas, it might go, it might not. If you push the brake, anyone's guess. It was such a good car. And then like the timing belt broke. I needed a coolant system. And then that was crazy. All, all, all so quickly. You know what's uh like the um was it uh Danny Tanner like weren't they like jingle guys like wh- was can you believe that that's an actual career? I Ooh. guess I can if we're still talking about uh what's was it not Saved by the Bell um Full House Danny wow. Tanner and um they were jingle guys I was thinking of Two and a Half Men that was his job. It is Two and a Half Men. No, it's the no the they. It's also two and a half men. Okay, but it's not be- Danny Tanner. I said the wrong guy. It's the uncles that they they Uncle sit- Jesse, Uncle Joey, and they work. Yep, and they work up. John Stamos. Yep, exactly. That's what they did. Yep. John Stamos well, no. was in a band. He was in a band, but he got okay. Like, there's an, at least in one episode, him and Joey combined to come up with a jingle. He is Joey. What's the other? There's two of them. There. John Stamos is Uncle Jesse Joey? and uh, Uncle Jesse yes. and Uncle Joey. Wait, John Jesse Stamos was, and Joey? John Stamos. No. Jesse? He's Jesse. Uncle Jesse. If there's one thing that Wade knows, it's early nineties to mid nineties television. Yeah, and maybe it was just one episode. Maybe I just like remember that episode. <laughs> so that one's ingrained. Wade um, was so mystified by this job, he was like, Wait, they pay a person to do that? <laughs> like handsomely too. Imagine if you made cars for kids. What do they make? I don't know what they make. I mean, if you're good at it. What if they made cars for kids? How much money do you think they're worth? I bet you the person that made that one made nothing. Tragedy, true tragedy. It's like Devastating. The wire. 
where they're talking about person that invented the McNugget, did they make any money? And Gainer was like, of course not. <laughs> Ronald McDonald paid that guy? That's early. Season one. First mm-hmm. couple episodes. Um, yeah, poor Wallace. Is that the car? What? Oh, I thought you named the car Wallace. Who's Wallace? In the water. Um, He's never watched it. No, I've watched it. I I just. Speaking of which, are you watching The Mandalorian? Two, I think. I haven't watched one iota of it. The Mandalorian is awesome. That is something I hear. I hear two two things about it. I hear it's awesome, and I hear it's fine, which are good. Both things are good. It's not fine. It is well beyond that. It does start a little slow, but it does not continue that way. And this Star Wars guy. Yeah, I just don't have Disney Plus. Dude, buy the ESPN Hulu Disney Plus thing. It's like eight dollars for all three. You you use your savings from paying less money for the Red Zone. No, I still I still have my other one. They just don't have any. Their their channel selection is so bad. It is. <laughs> they don't even have real channels. So I feel like they create channels just for sling. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> like, Airplane like, videos from the sixties. They've got like 40, 40 different cheddars and like <laughs> so many cheddars. I don't even know what cheddar is. I think it's just like a streaming, like um, like a streaming version of uh, it's a millennial focused TV network. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> well, I mean, millennials don't watch TV networks. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, really it's, it's like targeted towards cord cutters. Isn't it? That's another thing. Though. Cord cutters. It's so funny though. It's like by, when all is said and done, we're going to all have cut the cord and pay like triple as much as we paid when we had cable. You, you think so? You think it's all going to be more? And then somebody's going to put together a package of all of the channels and you can well, pay $200 a month. Honestly, it's almost already more, right? Like what we're paying for uh, YouTube TV, which I think I have a theory on that. We'll get to that after. But YouTube TV plus like Netflix, Hulu, all that shit. Like, and then your internet, you're you're over two hundred bucks a month or close, right? Like, I, it depends. Your internet might be better than mine. My internet, they know that I have to. Uh, they're the only provider, so the only game in town, and so they like they they price gouge me. I pay like ninety bucks for internet, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and you can get some of these like you pick seventy deals for you know a hundred. How do you pay ninety? That's high. I signed up when I signed up. I got the gig internet for twenty dollars, twenty bucks less than a month than it goes for. I pay fifty. Talking about. I guess I have a lot of options. I have at least three options. I have two, but yeah, I don't know. It's high. I don't like it. And it doesn't work. Comcast sucks. Yeah, see, it's Comcast. And are you able to get other options too? He had. Yeah, we had FiOS. Okay. And then I left FiOS because of I could get a deal. Crazy deal. You're just paying cheaper. 
<laughs> so they say. Yeah. You don't want it that well. works. It just doesn't work. Okay. Hey, you know what? Mine works just fine. But multiple times I've I've like played the gotcha game with them and they're always just like the worst. So what I mean by that is my internet doesn't work and I go on their website to check outages and it says no outage in your area. And so one time I called them and I'm like, this is on you. And they're like, no, it's on you. And I was like, no, it's on you. Like, I know it's on you because like, it doesn't work. I reset my modem. I did all the shit. It's still down. It was working perfectly fine. This is the you problem. And they're like, sir, this is the you problem. And so then I go on there and I'm like, tell me that you can tell me I'm crazy, but the little bit that I know about internet, connect, internet connection, you're telling me that on your stupid little map, there's an outage in three blocks away from me. There's an outage four blocks the other way, but I'm right in the middle of them and you're telling me it's my problem and there's no outage. Like to me, how about you check your fucking system? Uh, because most, the most likely scenario here is that here. you're out across this whole zip code and you need to fix it. And then they're like, now nah, you're wrong. And then I got a text. I get a text. Literally, I uh, like. I got a text like 15 minutes later, and it was like, "There's an outage in your area." And I'm like, "So I reported the outage, and they fought <laughs> me on it." And I'm like, "This is the, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." And then, if, sure enough, you see the because the telephone pole for some reason that they always need to fix is across the street from my place. So sure enough, the little Xfinity guy <laughs> shows up, climbs up his little post, and. He fixes it, and uh, twenty-five minutes later, I have internet. But yeah, there. The whole, but it was your fault. Yeah, the whole system is fucked because it's an oligopoly, right? It's all the it's. There's not enough players in the game. That was a really big word. That's gonna get different because of all of this satellite internet stuff, and five G satellite. Oh. Like if you looked, you could probably get. I don't know how it would work, but. I would be curious if you investigated getting a 4G hotspot instead of having internet. Is that like a – I feel like it's not – I'm not saying you should do that. I don't think it's there yet, but I think it's close. Okay. So what's your beef with YouTube TV? Well, no, no, it's not a beef. No beef. I think think YouTube – You were on this show for this conversation, Stephen. Yeah. No, I don't know. Good. I like it. No, I think it's fine. I think – what I'm pretty sure happened here is that there, there's a conspiracy that was never talked about uh, between um, Sony and Google because like PS view was working just fine. And then, you know, lo and behold, they ride off into the sunset, cancel their product. And then YouTube TV pops up and now they're really the only game in town here. Um, and you know, I, I bet that if we if we if we had the inside connections, we'd find some sort of payout where they they paid them to go away almost. Like, hey, we Google want this paid market. Sony. Yeah. Are there other like comparable internet <laughs> solutions? Like Sling, Sling. <laughs> is not it. <laughs> Sling is not as good. Yes, actually. So I know this because YouTube does not have this option. So I had to uh, go and pay for it. Um, they, we like the, you know, the, you ever watch any of these uh, Hallmark Christmas movies? No. 
Okay, so but women like these things. Um, and so I had to download an app called Philo. P-H- oh, I've heard of Philo. L-O. Um, and so, yep. So that one exists. That one does have... How much is Philo? I don't know. I get the... It, they are good. You don't even have to give them a credit card. You just give them your phone number and you could do a seven-day free trial. Um, and they have three Hallmark channels and like eight other total channels. So it seems to be very uh, limited. It, so it's literally just Hallmark online? No. Okay. And then you know what happens too? Immediately after I do no, that, I, don't. I, get a, I get a note from uh, like my TV talks to it. Like there's definitely something going hmm. on here. Because I, I then I the next day I go to my YouTube TV and it pops up and it says, "It's Christmas time," and then it's like, "Pay six ninety nine for a limited access to Hallmark movies." And I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" Like, like they know just how to screw you, like when they need to. Wade's electronics in his house are just the Decepticons working against him. <laughs> all of them are it's talking to each Wade. other. Wade has invented this. This story of how his electronics are out to get him. Uh, I don't know. They've already purchased and put in an Amazon Echo in there. He doesn't know about it yet, but when he does, well, it, isn't it in my controller? I have the Fire Stick. Like, is that is this remote right here somehow? I was joking. I don't think you are. No, it is. Like, <laughs> you can use Alexa through that. But I, know, I think that's okay. Yeah, but you push I have the one of those too, and I'm not a fan of Alexa. Or nests, or any of these fucking things. I have a ring. Ring doorbell. Love that thing. Have you seen, by the way, like Echo Mobile, the Echo Car thing? You basically are paying them for the right to use your own phone. No, what? It's like a glorified phone stand for your car. <laughs> no. That's funny. Wait, is this the one with the. I saw a commercial that there was like a cup holder thing that holds your phone, but also your sanitizer. Is that that or no? That's I haven't seen that, but that's a hilarious product. I also love how all of these um, phone protectors are advertising now that they are germ resistant. Like I'm sure they changed nothing about their products. They just looked up what they could say. Um. So I'm in the middle of a serious um, consumer research period. Market for a couch, not just like a couch, like the couch. For where? Living room. We're gonna move all that shit downstairs because we don't use the fireplace. The fireplace is the odd one, and we don't use shit down there. Sit down there. You're gonna turn your living room into an actual living room? Well, it is a living room now. Well, like with no TV? Well, the one downstairs will have no TV. It'll just be the fireplace and a little TV if you want to. Also, <laughs> a little TV's TV easy. if you want to. <laughs> the TVs these days are so cheap. We bought my parents a TV for Christmas for outside and like bought a case to go around it. Like a hundred bucks for a 35 inch TV. Yeah. Doesn't need to be anything nice. Pretty sick. So, that's the blue. So I'm in the middle of the now. What? OLED. For TVs? 
Is that shit? OLED. Yeah, I know, but like, what is that? Um, each pixel is powered individually. So, Interesting. It, it has greater, greater contrast because, like, a, a, a regular TV, when it's black, it's not actually black because there's a little bit of light there. But with OLED, it is perfectly black. Interesting. We're, we've already uh, started reconstructing the vibes. I think I showed you, Sherm. But I put LED lights behind my TV, Wade. You know what He's I'm talking about? He's very proud of himself. That was his accomplishment for Friday. You'll have to send me a picture. See that? Oh man! Why is it red? Does it do multi? All colors. Oh, like, nice. it's like there's like 18 different colors. Um, it's sweet though. It's good for your eyes apparently too. I think I just I was doing it for swag purposes. I was doing it for swag purposes, and then I went on the internet, and as much as any other junk science is true and or not true, this is. Something that I'm going to choose to believe. So what flavor of couch are you going to get? I want a modular sectional. Love sack? I've looked at them, sat on them. I think that's like, should we board? pay that money? What? Or are there comparable in comfort and durability for half the price because it's not the Love Sack brand? I think I think the answer is there's Let's definitely go. there's definitely half the right price. There? With the same type of options, Etsy. Wayfair is bad too. I'll I'll get on the after. But. Etsy. Uh, well, we're looking at those kind of Wayfair things, but like, <laughs> we're not gonna like. I can't sit down on them, you know. I know. What about you know, Costco's great for shit like that? I don't know that they have it, but like Costco just has like great what furniture. What do you mean? Like, what's the most money you could spend on a couch? It's this call. It's a um something. It's a ten thousand dollar cloud couch. Print a label. Harry Gold. Th twenty nine thousand eight hundred twenty dollars. Does it even look comfortable though? Mm. It's an undiscovered world of luxury. <laughs> oh baby. Um. I think you should go the other way with it. Spend spend a car amount of money on a couch. No, I think we're going. I, I, you know, push comes to shove. I think we're going to end up with a sectional, but I'm just That's not a sack, sure. A love sack? Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. so expensive. This is only $28,000. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> spending that much money on this thing. You should. I'm, I'm disappointed I can't find one for more. Here we go. $31,000. Yeah, I don't need that. For Mars. Love sacks are so expensive too. I mean, it's it's a thousand dollars for this. They're not modular, are they? Well, they are. Okay. It's a thousand dollars for one. Look at this. Love sack invented the modular, didn't they? One. One thousand dollars. What? <laughs> why and why? So why do you want this brand? Well, I don't necessarily want this brand, oh, but I damn, want this kind of couch that I can do. You can spend them too. Perfect. Okay. Get the one at the bottom right. 11650 <laughs> No, but I just want something that I could do this with and configure it how I so choose. They were the pioneers of this, and I had a love sack that was wonderful. So I know it's comfortable. 
Did you have like a love sack couch or you had the bean bag? Uh, the bean bag. This is I glorious. Would say if, if the love sack is what you really want, you should get it because you're not going to be happy with an off brand love sack. See, I don't know though. Like, am I really going to care when I'm sitting on it and have an extra $5,000 in my bank account? I think that'll be helpful. You know, the thing about money is you can always make more. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, mission statement. I executed my first options trade, Wade. Oh, uh, yeah? I in Did you use that, um, what's the platform called? Robinhood, hell yeah. Oh, um, Robinhood. Uh, I bought... Think or swim, Sherman? <laughs> no. Um, you keep talking, I'll find it. I... I put a call, a $200 call on uh, an index ETF that was 50 cents at the time. And it's now 487. So we love that. I don't know how, I don't know what I did, but I was like reading, you know, like I was under money in Robin Hood that said, here, you can have options. So I was reading about them and scrolled and said, this one's 50 cents. See what happens here. What index goes up that much? <laughs> IWM. Oh, that's just the Russell 2000. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It went up a lot small, of money. It's a small caps, small companies. When did you buy? Like in November? No, dude. I'll tell you exactly when. I made some money, like August. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that would make sense. I mean, well, the reason I asked is because like – Small caps are up like 13% in November alone. So. Did you do better July th- than you would have done if you had just bought the Russell 2000 in August? July 20th. $200 call. Yeah. I spent $53 and I have made... Well, are you going to sell the call? 740 Are you... so? So you're, are you, do you have to exercise the option? So now you just, March, so I'm just going to let it run. So you just own like a – well, are you going to exercise the option or are you going to sell the option? I, can you even afford to exercise the option? Because isn't it like a fuck ton of shares you have to buy? I already did that though, right? No, the no, – You bought the right – You bought the right to buy the shares. Hmm. So like eventually, I have to, call, I have to do I, that I, by March. You bought the right to buy them at a pre-specified price. So to actually make this money, you have to buy them and then sell them. No, or you can if you if your gain is seven hundred or whatever, you could sell the option to somebody else that can actually buy these things. The average cost is fifty three cents on my option. How many? How they many? They are now worth four ninety three. How many contracts? A hundred contracts. I don't know. It says one. I bought. I spent fifty three dollars when they were fifty three cents. So he bought a hundred shares. I think he bought a hundred. Isn't isn't one a hundred? So isn't that ten thousand? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think one option is for a hundred. I just know that it's making money on this, Stephen, is a tiny bit more complicated than I think you quite realize. <laughs> Something you can do, but you have to either buy it and then resell it, or you have to sell the option. Yeah, yeah. So one option contract. Two hundred dollar call. 
on 53. Oh, so I can I can exercise it for $200 the same shares that I bought. Is that what that you is? You buy the shares. You don't own the shares. You own the sure. right to buy the shares at 200 bucks. So you have the one right contract, to buy it. one contract at 53 cents. Yeah, so you have the you have the right to purchase 100 shares at $200, right? That's your strike price. That sounds right. Is that what you're? Is that the? It's usually for a hundred shares. That's also true. One, yeah. He said one contract. That's one contract at fifty-three cents. Two hundred dollar call. Two hundred. So yeah. So if you have twenty thousand dollars. No, I don't think he needs that. I think he just needs to spend two hundred bucks, and he gets the however many shares. Yeah, I I buy for two hundred dollars, I get seven hundred and forty dollars worth of shares, right? think so think but this is what Wade does for a living so not options but the, that's what I'm saying the you know what the, so the okay so it's actually trading below 200 at the moment so these must have been like deep out of the money options it, it, when I bought it it was 50 I spent 53 cents so right now it's 187.58 is the share price for the IWM. <laughs> what do I have to spend and when? I think you're just going to sell the option. when it, like You're going to let it run up and become more valuable, and then you're just going to sell the option. I'm looking at view all options. Because it, tell me what to do. The, the price is 200 and it, the contract is for 100 shares. You're going to have to buy 100 shares if you exercise the option. So you know, what's the two hundred dollar thing for? That's the price. That it'll get, get to two hundred dollars by March. No, you bought a call so that you you're able to buy these things for two hundred dollars at any point in time. And it doesn't even mm. trade at two hundred dollars. That's why it was fifty cents. You know what you should you know what you should do, Stephen? You should get into margin trading. That's where the real money is. That's how I made a shit ton of Bitcoin. You margin traded Bitcoin? In 2017. <laughs> That's a dangerous <laughs> game. You can fuck yourself margin trading. My, my friends who are now gajillionaires because of it, they had like 100 Bitcoin when it was 1,000 bucks. Um, at Broadpoint, instead of working, we would all book a conference room for a couple hours. And like I would just do what they were doing. It was sick. Okay, so it's telling me I have three, four options. Buy a call. Gives me the right to buy 100 shares of the stock at the strike price by the expiration date. You can profit if the stock goes up. You can lose money if the stock goes down. Sell a covered put. Gives you an obligation to buy 100 shares of the stock at the stake price by the expiration, expiration date. You want a premium up front. You might be obligated to buy shares for an unfavorable price. You don't want that. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, so Wade might be right. If it's that you have to buy a hundred of these things at two hundred dollars a share, also you can't resell all options, Wade. Presumably on Robinhood you can, but only a subset of options can oh. be bought and sold on the secondary market. I spent fifty-three dollars and I could sell my one contract for four hundred and ninety-three right now. That's how you make money. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I was saying. But I mean, that's not exercising the option. Don't, yeah, don't get to the point where you're holding this option when it expires, is what I'm telling you. Unless you have $20,000 just like ready well, to if go. If it expires, then you can't exercise. Like he can exercise. Well, it depends. Some options you can only exercise at the date. Other options you can exercise anytime. Should I sell this now? You can't sell it right now, I don't think. Well, no, because... The, well, yeah, okay, yes and no. Here's here's my prediction. My prediction will be, part. my 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 prediction will be that that four hundred something dollars, it'll be worth less than four hundred something dollars in the next month to a month and a half at some point, and then later it'll be worth more than four hundred something dollars. So I think it will go down and then back up because before March seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, because that's plenty of time. But like right now here, and and you're not. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll share. And so right now you see this green this green circle here? Or yeah. is your face blocking it? I can see it. Okay, so the so yeah. okay, so you see the fifty day moving average? The yeah. this is what happened in Mar in, in November and that's what I was asking. So the Russell two thousand really aggressively moved higher in November. Um, and so now it's super extended from its, its 50 day moving average, even more so than it's 200 day. So I'm, I'm going to expect it to stall out a little bit, maybe even retest down here, um, or, or around here where there's a big cluster and then allow this to catch up a little bit. But by March, I mean, that's enough time to digest these gains and then head higher. So I do think, I do think, um, it'll be worth more. But like in the short term, this is a good – if you want to just get out of it and take the money, like this is as good of an opportunity to do that as possible. Which might be worth doing given that you don't actually understand the financial instrument that you happen to own. This is how they're going to make a shit ton of money, Robinhood. Exactly this situation. People that don't have resources to understand what they just did. But or they spent 50 bucks and – no, green happened. green number like goes a up. Millennial that killed, or like a nineteen-year-old that killed himself because they got themselves into a massive amount of debt options trading on Robinhood. They were bored during being part of the pandemic. It's very sad, but like, yes, that is sad. So the number that I didn't neglect was four ninety-three. That's basically what I can sell it at. Yeah, that's the number that keeps changing. Right, right. That's the market value of your option. Because mm -hmm. I can go and buy that same option that you have anytime between when you bought it and 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 March. I like this. Probably sell this. Even the options trader. Chicago is where the options market is, Stephen. It's perfect for you. Is it? Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll be there tomorrow. What's the um, Russell double overnight? Well, that that would that wouldn't happen. You never know, Wade. Sick. That was easy. Should probably not do that again if I don't know what I'm getting into. Uh, well, also like keep in mind when you bought it was after like a, a historic bottom. So, in most cases, correct. Like if you buy an option on something like that's a just an index it shouldn't move that much it's it should move a lot slower 
Uh-huh. All, all options are okay. Just don't buy a put option. You don't want to obligate yourself to have to sell somebody a lot of shares of a stock that you don't know what it is. I learned so much today. All right. And you made money. Yeah, a lot of money. I thought I made more, but I guess that makes sense. Well, you bought such a deep out-of-the-money option. <laughs> so, like, if you had bought like in let's just look one more time so in august right so in august um what, july july 30th july 30th all right yeah. so in july 30th iwm traded at 135 you made a bet that it would be like basically for your bet to really smash it would have had to be well over it would have had to double basically like now <laughs> there's almost very few instances in history where an index has doubled in a six month period of time. Cause it was only trading at 135. Now, if you had bought in like, like a 150 call, you probably would yeah. have had to pay more money, but now that's trading at 188. And so now you could have really made some money because you could have exercised that option and you could have bought in those 10,000 shares or that, no, the a uh, hundred shares uh, you, and yeah. and then sold those shares at the market rate and taken the arbitrage. So that's why people typically buy options is because they want to actually execute. Do do both steps. Correct. Are you watching this competent football team? I know it's it's. And this is my boy Logan Thomas. Go Sherms. You know what I was thinking about is the dumbest thing in all of football. Illegal formation. When have you ever been watching a football game and seen illegal formation called and been like, yes, I'm so glad that's a rule. <laughs> there he is. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm late. <laughs> Dude, let's go. Did you see what Alex Smith did at the beginning of the half or the end of the half? Flip over his own feet. No. Smart, smart dude. They're out of timeouts. And they just ran a run play because they can't be too competent. So he took the ball and ran out of bounds with the ball. So they had to call an official game timeout, gave them a delay of game to 